Wow, it's been a whole two weeks. Hi and welcome to the Esports Review. This is episode eight. I happen to be the host, I guess, Patrick Ryan. Uh, but we've got the best beard in the business? Question Not mark? Sure. Ben Sizemore? <laughs> ben Sizemore? Um, how are you, Ben? I'm fantastic. Are you feeling good? Are you feeling... Uh, I'm feeling well. Last night, I wasn't feeling Hansel. well, and I'm feeling much better today because I, I downed a bunch of Mucinex and then slept. And so apparently, like... that's, that's the key to success <laughs> in life is you just drink a shit ton of uh, Mucinex and then go to bed. And, is that, and do you works. drink Mucinex? And yeah. That kind of sounds like a disgusting activity. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't the best. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that it was like something you you should want to do, but uh, it works. Your body says thank you, and mm. I am thankful for you being here. My body, sir. Um, it's telling me our yes. guest. Our guest this week. No, no, no. What, what? No, you're not our guest. Is no, no. Leaving? My body's telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> body, body's telling me no. That's right, Shane. Lanzer, welcome mm-hmm. to the Esports Review. Uh, you are, I guess, a beautiful man. That's kind of what it says in the description, so I have to say it here. No, I'm just kidding. You, are, of course, are beautiful. And you're the board member of the Planetside Battles website. Is it a, is it a .com? Is that how it goes? Planetsidebattles.com? It is a .com. It is a .com. And, and you also have to be an esports fan. So we figured, mm-hmm. hey, let's get him on the show. We saw you on Bowman Shoda's show, uh, the, the esports meditations where he interviewed you, um, and, and figured we'd, uh, I don't know, you, you were nice enough to reach out and, and offer to be on and talk to us a little bit about the MMOFPS. So, Shane, tell us a little bit about yourself. How, how are you? Give, give the people some, some background. Okay. I've been a lifelong gamer for pretty much ever. First game, probably Mario, Super Nintendo, or the old Nintendo with the cartridge, and you had to push it in and then pull it down and mm-hmm. blow on it whenever it would crap out on you. And then... Uh, I, I discovered StarCraft, and that became my life for about 10 years. StarCraft 1. <sighs> StarCraft 1, yes. Like Brood War? And then Brood... I, I got the original StarCraft. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I started gaming probably when I was about 5 or 6. And yeah, then so I just kept going. Were you, and and your, parents, your parents were like, meh. Like, he's fine. Like, we, don't, <laughs> well, we don't mind. See, the thing about it was that I was such a ADH triple D sort of thing character so then when, when my mom discovered that a game sat me down and, and didn't you know i wasn't running over the house at that point then she's like hey well this is a great thing i can like cook and do all this sort of stuff and not have to worry about him killing himself he can you kill know, himself in the game but that's irrelevant that's, that's right that's right but i was actually sitting still and she liked that so that's when i started you know it, i was hooked at that point that's, that should be your pull quote. If anybody ever writes an autobi- like if you ever write an autobiography, I was sitting <laughs> still and she was she was she was happy with that. She was fine with that. <laughs> she was. She yeah. Little did they know that it became my life. So right now, and, as you describe it as your life, what what do you do on a day to day basis with Planet Side Battles, or what's your kind of what's your what's your what's your shindig look like? Um, I'm more of the so I'm one of the three original founders of Planet Side Battles. And for those who don't know anything about it, Planetside Battles is a game that helps put together very, very large competitive matches between different groups. In our cases, it'd be servers. And they typically go around 240 versus 240 players. And it's all in... So it's 240 versus 240. 
Yes. On the same server, and you're hosting yes. this battle. Are, are you paying for the Correct. servers? Like, are you creating the environment to really play on, or is that hosted by the developer? Like, how does that work? It's all on a Plant Side 2 server. So, Plant Side 2 is the game that we use, the vehicle, and we just kind of, we're the event organizers. We put it all together because the developers <laughs> and the, the community, well, really, the developers don't have the time to do it themselves. So, we came up and said, hey, we'll do it, and we did. So you're kind of like an ESL or a face-it for MMO FPSs, specifically for Planetside Battle, or for Planetside 2, right? Yeah, is that yeah, that's about, that's about right. That is, I mean, so, all right, so knowing nothing about MMO FPSs, and, and having, I mean, I say nothing, and before the show I called myself an idiot to you and said, explain this to me like I'm an idiot. Um, I've played video games before, so I know what those are, we can start there, uh, but like, Mm-hmm. Explain to the to the uninitiated what is an MMO FPS. Um, you can use Planet Side Two as your example, kind of to power this entire mm-hmm. discussion if you want. Um, but what makes it an MMO FPS? What isn't one? You know, like uh, some of the examples that I have in, in in our article on esportsmaybe.com. Go check it out. Uh, maybe maybe are incorrect about you know what is an MMO FPS, what isn't. So mm-hmm. what it, you know describe to us what is an MMO FPS. So an MMO FPS combines the element of a massively multiplayer online and then a first-person shooter. Now, where the, that kind of turns into the, the genre is you have a, a gun in your hand or whatever it may be, and you're in a persistent universe. That's kind of the separating factor. So the way I explain it is you have match-based games and you have MMO-type games, MMO being your Warcraft the only thing separating you from live play and maybe different parts of the play is instances where they're like little capsules within uh, little protected capsule sections within the whole game itself. Now, a match-based game is like your battlefields. In order to play the game, you have to toggle or you have to enter into their matchmaking system, and then there's a definite set and a definite end. So I call those match-based games. And so you just have your, your match-based stuff that everybody thinks about, like your Call of Duties and your Battlefields and your, your yes. matchmaking, whereas it's mm-hmm. like a 20-minute game. And then you have your instances, yes. like your World of Warcrafts and your, I guess, Destiny? Does that, or the, the Division you mentioned is also maybe instanced, right? And then is Persistent yes. over here? Is Persistent separate? I would say it is. It is separate, but for the purpose of what we're talking about, an instance kind of helps segment a persistent universe okay. in MMO. Now, the, the difference is in, in Planetside 2, when you're on one continent, the whole thing is one instance. The whole continent. And the continents are huge. It could take you 10 minutes to get from one end to the next. How many continents? But the instances are kind of... There are three right okay. now. Okay. So each continent can be... You know, kind of describe it as its own instance. But there's no start and end point. You log in, and from the time you log in is when you play until you log out. So there's no separation, there's no pause, there's none of that. And that's kind of how I would describe an MMO FPS, and just an MMO in general. Yeah. It's something that when you log in, that's when it starts. <clears throat> okay, here, here, here's my question. Like, specifically for, I guess, Planet Side 2, um, since we're talking about this. Okay. Like, when you have these, these matches that you guys are organizing and stuff like that, these tournaments, um, 
what stops a normal player that's just like wandering around this universe from like just hopping in this specific fight that's happening like if they wander upon it in the world like what what okay. happens with that is that possible like could, could that happen like say say like you guys have this like huge battle going on and then here's me like brand new to this game and i'm just like oh god look at all these people let's go have some fun and then just like start like popping off people in this in this huge battle that could be important because i mean i'm sure so that, what like, we did there's probably some like money on the line sometimes for these things right <clears throat> or no not usually no, no? okay it's like a mouse pad. Mainly, yeah, pretty much. You get bragging <laughs> rights, and in some cases, you get uh, a title, like a okay. server smasher title in your name. Mm-hmm. This sounds and like early days it. of like game battles. Is what yeah, like, 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 yeah, like yeah, like super early yeah. game battles, and that's awesome. Yeah, back when game battles like grass, wasn't grass like roots. yeah, back when yeah. game battles wasn't like super shitty and like. <laughs> Super commercial and and trying to uh, like make all the monies and be something that it shouldn't be. <clears throat> yeah. So then wait, rewind. So, so your, yeah, the the yeah. example so, Ben set. What, yeah. What well, do, how do you, you how do you go about this? So what we did in the very beginning was we we played we did our matches on PlanetSide's test server. So in order to get the test server, you had to download uh, like a clone copy of PlanetSide Two, mm-hmm. and it was all where the, the potential builds were and all the stuff they planned on implementing live play. So we use that as our our place because the normal average everyday user doesn't go on plant side test. Yeah. And then <clears throat> when we got developer support, they decided to give us our own server. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So See, now uh, that's really cool. And the only way to get in is if we give people an account and a password. Yeah. And yes we have you guys all 480 accounts and dole them out properly and that's kind of the larger administrative effort we have but that is our controlling mechanism if you have a password and a username you can get in yeah okay that that makes sense i like i didn't know if there was like some kind of uh you know like restriction or anything like that because i mean when you, when you think mmo like you think like super open world uh, and like anybody can find anybody that you know just wandering around the map, and like it, it's really hard to have a competitive aspect of it unless you have a specific mm-hmm. server for that, like catered to you. So like it's really cool that you have like dev support behind that. Uh, that's that's really yes. cool that uh, that they're doing that. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, and what and uh, some players try to do competitive matches on the live play, mm-hmm. and it goes exactly the way you would expect. Mm-hmm. These two people, these two sides are fighting it out. And then the third side goes, hey, let's go wreck their shit and yeah. then drop 100 players on them and just <laughs> ruin the event. Exactly. So. Yeah, see, I, I can imagine, like, <laughs> like Patrick and I and two other people will be wandering around the division and, like, you know, eight other people will be trying to have, like, a legitimate, like, organized battle. And then, yeah. then, like, we'd be hiding in the shadows and, like... <laughs> just kill them as they're... Drop a nade in a sticky bomb means. and everybody dies. And we're just, like, laughing <laughs> exactly. and rolling around on their bodies. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, I, I feel like that, that would definitely happen because, <laughs> unfortunately, people are assholes and, like, they, they don't really care about the uh, organized competition that someone may, may be having because uh, people are rude. <laughs> An MMO FPS, an example of that would be Planetside Battle or Planetside 2. Mm-hmm. Other example is going to be Warhammer 40,000 Eternal Crusade. At the minute, right now, it's a match based game. Mm-hmm. There's a definite start and end. You say, I want to go on the matchmaking, and then it matchmakes you like every other 
Call of Duty, Battlefield, and then you play. But the intent of Eternal Crusade is to become a persistent world FPS. So its end result will be Planetside 2. And I haven't really counted any many other games like that. Do they in in this in the Warhammer example? Are they creating the gameplay loop first and kind of the satisfying, you know, interactions with with other players first, and then kind of looking at building that persistent universe? Or was it always planned to be a persistent universe? It was always planned to be a persistent universe, the way the developers described it in the very beginning, which is one of the main reasons why I decided to back it because. I knew their intention was to become an MMO FPS. Right now, they're they're implementing modules, so mm-hmm. they're they're doing what you said. They're worrying about the looks, the the balance, the the little micro things that a, a player will see day to day when they play, and then they're going to build the persistent universe. And I think it's working out really well for them because right now, all the beta players, which is where it is right now, beta. All the beta players are satisfied, you know, being a space marine and a chaos space marine and then, you know, for the emperor killing all the other guys. And then one day when the persistent universe hits, it'll just be a natural transition. Because you already care about the game play loop, so the the larger universe and the the meta game that surrounds it is is just as important. That's the way that, like, games should be developed, so I'm really happy that they... uh, it sounds really cool that they're doing that because I mean, like you can't go into it. I mean, you can go into it thinking about the the larger scope of what you want it to be, but I mean, like you, you when your game is based off of the element of FPS, whether it be MMO or matchmaking, you know, like Call of Duty or something like that, uh, make it about the FPS first and foremost, and get the gameplay down because if your gameplay sucks then no one's going to want to like play the game or even care when you transition to the MMO aspect of it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm really glad that they're, uh, that they're taking that, uh, direction, I guess with the, with their development. Yeah. That's really cool. Wasn't Warhammer like a, uh, like a, a role-playing game, like in-person role-playing game kind of yeah. like it was, with, uh, like, from what I understand, it's a tabletop game. Tabletop. So yeah. you, yeah, you have your little characters and you paint them, and I never really got into it. I got yeah. into Dawn of War, mm-hmm. which was a PC game, and I was hooked from there. Okay, the Space that, that universe badass. seems really cool. Yeah, no, it's oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, when we were at PAX, there's a guy that build uh, that builds like uh, custom tables, like battlefields for Warhammer. Uh, they were really cool. They were really expensive because they were all like hand done. But uh, no, it, it was it was really cool. And uh, the universe seems to be really fun. I have a few friends from back home yeah. that are really into it and go to like tournaments and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, you're into it, you're I into think it, right? Yeah. Eternal Crusades will probably be quite successful, is because it's built on this foundation that has been established for decades. Mm-hmm. Versus Planet Side, it, it's, it's been around since 2003, the first written tradition of it, but it doesn't have that, that solid lore that Warhammer does. Warhammer would probably be comparable to to Star Wars, Harry Potter. It has all of the I mean there's dozens of books written about Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just pulled a what a lead writer from Warhammer 40K over to Destiny, I want to say, to do writing for them because their story is so bad. You know, like we really need help. <laughs> <laughs> because it's awful. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, and that's so that's a, I mean that's ex- extremely exciting. Um, and I think I might actually try Warhammer 40. So yeah, can I play I'll it right do. now? Like, could I download it and play it? 
Yes, you can. You can get it through Steam. Sweet. Okay, cool. And Sick. I can get Planet Side. Uh, we're Planet Side Two through Steam as well, correct? Yes, you can. I recommend you do the the desktop version, the EXE executable. Mm-hmm. But yes, you can get it through Steam. Well, too. why do you recommend that? Mainly because through Steam you have to worry about game syncing, and it it just takes a little bit longer. Whereas if you get the standalone, then you can customize it a bit more to your liking. Gotcha. Well, so Shane. I want to know yeah. if if we take a step back and we've we've kind of I think we've we've taken people down into a nice deep well of of MMOFPSs. So I'm going to resurface for a moment and I want to know what you know. You, you mentioned StarCraft. What got you to this point? You know, can you kind of take us through your your lineage and, and like how yeah. how did you get to the MMOFPS as the thing that is? Because it seems like this defines you as a human. You know what I mean? Like you're like this is this is the thing that I'm into. This is the game that oh, I play. Yeah. You know, this is and and it seems as if the people that are into this are so into this, and and the people that aren't, like myself, who I, I respect it, I think it's super cool. I don't understand it because I'm I'm not as deep into it as you are. So can you help mm-hmm. me understand? Can you kind of put me into the into into the mind of somebody who is so deeply ingrained into an MOFPS and how did you get there? So kind of take us on a on a okay. take us on a nice little jaunt. So the first thing is I love gaming. The gaming itself is just it is awesome. You enter into a fantasy universe where you can do pretty much anything you want and I, mean, I just have a passion for it. I'm naturally competitive so I enjoy both MMO and FPSs. I played Knights Online which is, a, which is an old free MMO. I played a little bit of EVE and then I played nothing Halo and, and Call of Duty so I've done the whole gamut and at the end of the day the thing about MMOs that have attracted me is the scale. MMOs are, are gigantic. You have so many players and all their different motivations that you have to work with and against. And it, to me, it's just a blast trying to find someone who I either need to defeat or work with. And, and th- same thing with FPS. It's not really the scale that's got me. It's the action. It's you have to, you have to be on your game. You have to be quick. And you have to be, you have to show initiative, and in my case, you have to be aggressive in order to overcome your opponent. And you can't wait. If you wait, you die. So that's why I've loved FPSs. MMO FPSs are kind of that, that perfect scenario for me. It's, it's quick action on a huge scale. And Planetside, we're talking thousands of players, not hundreds, <clears throat> not thirty-two versus thirty-two. We're talking, hey, my outfit alone. Has over a thousand people in it. That's amazing. <laughs> just That's my insane. outfit. That's just one outfit. And when we all get together, we we are the battle. Like we we are frontline. And we have platoons of forty-eight people, multiple platoons, just directing like you would, like your Dwight D. Eisenhower in Normandy. That's what it's like. So <clears throat> to, if if you want to understand why I'm so passionate about it, that's why. It's because it combines everything about a game, about competition, and about teamwork and, and combat that I love. I mean, so like I've never <clears throat> had an, I guess maybe on a small scale, like a small tactical, you know, like we mentioned Destiny, I think a couple of times, you know, there's the six-man raids, I think are maybe rep- reminiscent of what World of Warcraft did, but 
I've never been a part of something with like 48 people in a platoon, no. you know, communicating with them and, and working with them in a way where there's a person who's in charge and it's like you're in the, effectively it's like you're in the military, right? Like is, it, is that, is that exactly kind of, is what it's it a, like. So yes, it's as close to that as the so explain, like explain. Just give me, like, are a lot of people that are involved in Planet Side Two ex-military or interested in being in the military? Is this is this a very specific subset of of the population that that finds this level of of teamwork and camaraderie and interaction and action and 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 scale so so appealing? Or I mean, like, not, I, I'm listening exactly. to this and I'm like, this is amazing, but why haven't I ever done this? And and that's kind of the question that I have often wondered. Planet Side 2 should be so much bigger than it is right now. We should have 5,000 players, 10,000 players on each side. But for some reason, it just hasn't really happened. And I think that goes back to the, <clears throat> the foundation that Planet Side 2 doesn't really have, that Warhammer, that, Star, that StarCraft, Star Wars, all they have. So I think like that's a cachet, kind, of a kind of a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really have that brand. It, it never really became mainstream. And it was unfortunate because this game is brilliant. But to your question, or to your point, a lot of people in Planetside 2 are military. But it doesn't exactly excite the military crowd because there are a lot of people who have never been in the military. Because some outfits are just completely casual. You log in and you just do your thing and whatever. Others are extremely regimented. It's as if you're in the military. You need to log in at a specific time. You take orders from your people and you don't question them. So each outfit has its own culture and kind of attracts its own type of player. The game in general attracts people who like FPS first, I think, and then they learn about the MMO part. So they're kind of sharing, they're kind of competing with titles like Battlefield, with Call of Duty, which on graphics level, Planetside 2 doesn't really win out on the graphics part. It, It wins out on gameplay and and immensity of scale and depth. When you say gameplay, what do you mean? Like, what does the gameplay loop look like in Planet Side Two versus Battlefield or Call of Duty? Okay, so in Planet Side Two, you are—you never have to choose a class and stick with it. You can change at any time, really. And there are a bunch of different classes, but the, there really is no gameplay loop in Planet Side Two except for take territory and defend your territory. And, and across three different continents, which you know, in real life are hundreds of miles long, that is, it's hard to define a loop there mm-hmm. because any territory can get attacked. Any territory can, needs defending. But there are lots of different classes. You have your medic, your light assault, which your light assault has a jump pack you, so you can go over mountains and that sort of thing. So could I like instincts. run up to a mountain and go over the mountain and change my class at, right after doing that thing? Like, can I just change my class on the fly, like while I'm alive? No, you can't change it on the fly. You have to go to a terminal okay. at a base that you own, and that kind of goes back to the whole. So you need to change your class, but you can do it in certain places. But it's all over the map, and you can redeploy at any time. So you can kill yourself and then just pick a new class. Okay. Man, so, I mean, this is kind of like, a, you know, you kind of said those different elements, and I was like, that sounds a lot like, a little bit, not a lot. You know, there's no persistent universe, and there's, yeah. there's no scale, but it sounds a lot like Overwatch to me, like in, in gameplay, in, in, mm-hmm. in what you're describing with, you know, the tactical nature of the gameplay and the ability to select different things on the fly and kind of adapt to, you know, your, your opponent's strategy. Um, like, this sounds like highly tactical first-person shooter gameplay, 
that just hasn't been appreciated for that. Do you think that some of that has to do with it being free to play? No, I think it has to do with the brand. I really okay. do. Because there are it's been free to play forever, even when it launched Plant Side One in two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. But it just it didn't kinda like tribes. Tribes became huge and it's almost a cult classic now. Mm-hmm. And I used to play tribes a lot. I loved tribes. But Plant is that an MMOFPS? Is Tribes an MMOFPS? Like, I don't. I don't think so because it has matches in it, and you have a specific server that you enter into, and it, the scale is just not there. So no, it's it's all all the game segmented versus MMOFPS where there is only one match, and that's when you log in. So then there's there really aren't very many of those, and it, <laughs> and, it, and it seems like. Does a lot of that have to do with just like server capability and like technical archi- architecture? Like, like it, it seems like that's like a much, uh, that's a scalability issue related to servers and, and all of that, right? Like, because that, that, that's a, probably a technical nightmare for who's the developer of Planetside 2? It's right now, it's Daybreak Games. It used to be Sony on Live Entertainment. Oh, okay, okay. So they've got, they had the, uh, the resources for that. And then I'm sure that Daybreak is probably using, like, they, they, they do DayZ and all that, right? Yes, but I would. I think that's kind of a, a misnomer or a, a leading. I don't think it's server architecture because okay. Planetside One has been in existence since two thousand and three. So we're talking over ten years mm-hmm. that this MMO FPS has been in existence. I think it's a psychological barrier thing. The gaming community, as a whole, looks at something like an MMO FPS and says, "How a how is that even possible?" and b uh, that just seems like it would be too much work, and I don't, I don't know if I want to play something like that. Versus Halo, Call of Duty, and Battlefield, where you can see the result. You, you start the game, and you either win or you lose at the end of that 15, 20-minute timer. You get your dopamine yeah. right then. It, it's the immersion factor. Uh, you, you know, it, it's, it's that whole factor going into it. Uh, like that's the reason people play MMOs is to dive deep into the game, and uh, I feel like that. Like you, you were rats. saying with your your ADHDDD whatever. I think we lost you know. in there. A memento. Oh, yep, sorry, everybody. Oh no. While while we're taking a breather here, whew, it's a nice meditative moment <laughs> for everybody. We probably won't cut this out because if I continue to talk, it could be entertaining. It could be. Um, but Shane has a shaky internet, so everybody please forgive him, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Um, ben, are you going to play Warhammer 40K? Like, is that, are I, you interested in the... the I am now. Uh, I, I want to give it a shot. I do. Like but I, I do said, agree. I mean, I'm scared of it. I'm scared yeah, of it. Like, I'm scared yeah, of the commitment. Like the, the, the massive... Sk- I mean, well, that, that's any MMO, honestly. I mean... <clears throat> The the time it takes to, to dive in there and just go ham on it, you know what I mean? And like really get into the game. It's it's a super commitment. I can't wait to have all these little Skype notification sounds in the podcast. It's gonna be great. Oh, I'm sorry everybody. <laughs> um but, so uh, <clears throat> this is supposed to be an audio podcast and we promise we're trying our hardest and it's gonna get better and better and better and better and better and better and better. But where we stand right now. We've got some Skype issues. I also seem to have lost Shane's picture now. Yeah, that um, means he is completely out very of the call. Ab- that was very so. abrupt. Um, so, I, I agree. I think the MMO FPS is prohibitive 
because it's it requires an incredible time commitment. And from the way Shane is talking, it it really does seem like that's the only game you're gonna play, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you're you play you play Planet Side two, or you play Warhammer or whatever, um, for like years, and that's it. Uh, this is very similar to kind of what I wish. <laughs> what if League of Legends had the games where like every you know you know you play every game and then there's like this meta game on top of it where you like there's something else. You know what I mean? Like there's something else to do. I mean, I would love that. But a like, lot of games I, need this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of games need I mean, need this I'm stuff. a fan. Like, you, you know me and the, the types of games that I'm into currently and uh, recently. Uh, I am super into these, like, grindy, like, super immersion-type games. Like, now, like, we're, in, we're playing The Division and, and doing that. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of ARPGs like Diablo and Path of Exile and things like that. And I, I just find it really, really fun to be able to to be so immersed in a game and so like uh invested in it because i mean that's what you you're doing you're investing a lot of time and when you go into these games you're like basically just being like listen i'm only going to play this for a while because that's how this game has to be done in order to be done right yeah i mean and that's that's where you get your your kind of the the benefit from it too right like everybody says you know once you reach max level that's when the game starts um and it's the, through the investment, I think, of time that you gain that level of appreciation for an MMO, right? Yeah. Like people didn't play World of Warcraft because they were paying the subscription. They paid the subscription. Like, they, you know, they weren't playing because they were like, I need to get my, my money's worth here. You know what I mean? Like that never, I don't think that was a con, like a thing for people. I think it was, I need to make sure that I'm still playing this game because I've got this community here that's relying on me and I've spent so much time already I've got to keep it up. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like when you when you know, if if what the, the the long con right like they mm-hmm. like heist men do that stuff where yeah. it's like you know like they take like ten bucks or whatever and it's like because you spent ten dollars you don't want to give them any you know you you you're willing to give them more money to get that money back right yeah. like versus like just stopping there uh, so I, I don't know like I think it's kind of a similar approach it seems where you you give give somebody a give somebody that little that little taste of of community and of you know the the weapon drops or whatever else it is mm-hmm. uh, and they start to see what the MMO looks like I, again i think it's kind of very very similar to that that same uh the the same idea that maybe warhammer is using where it's you know give people a taste of of one component and make that really good and make them care about it and kind of let them deeply ingrain their life to that one thing and then give yeah. them this this overall persistent structure to operate within where where that that one interaction gains a lot more importance and and they're much more willing to do something that is repetitive and maybe quote unquote boring or would be boring in a normal situation Mm -hmm. where they're just playing a call of duty game or something for no real reason but there's this persistent universe that's kind of layered over top of it where you're gaining some external thing for playing the game yeah we're seeing that in league of legends with the hextech crafting right yeah that's that's like that's the same kind of example where it's like hey randomly you got a key fragment thanks for that for playing a game it's like, oh wow, I should play more because I get things for playing, and there's a that persistent weird. universe. Oh, Shane, it's okay, man. He's back. So if if we're, um, <laughs> oh, I can see your face too. Good. Well, you look beautiful. So um, we we were kind of you know discussing the oh. Let's take a moment of silence. What? What happened? Is Shane there? I think we lost Shane. Him again. Are you still here? I'm sorry, everybody, for the uh, oh, no. technical problems. <laughs> technical difficulties. 
it happens sometimes. Um, I either way, I'm I'm interested in it. Uh, I want to kind of throw it to Shane and see maybe why. I don't know w- what his other conditions would be for getting involved in an MOFPS. Like, what should I be looking out for? Uh, he's trying to get in. Oh, we had him there for a momento. Man, this is tough. This is tough. Turn these Tough Skype one. notifications off. Sorry, chat and mm. the four viewers. Shane, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. We so, how do I get into an MMOFPS? Like, what would I need to do? Because, you know, it seems prohibitive, right? It's an incredible amount of time. Um, what, just what like do, any other game. What do I do? Really? Mm-hmm. You just, in Planetside 2's case, you download the game. You create an account like anything else, like an MMO. It's the same process, really. Create your character, and then you're in. So, I mean, like, going through the character creation process, like, what should I kind of know that I'm getting myself into? You know what I mean? Like, I, for example, ne- I never played World of Warcraft because I was mm-hmm. terrified of the time commitment that it would require. And I knew before playing it, I was like, this is just, I know I'm not going to have the hours that it requires in order for me to find this game fun. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think I most MMOs mean. require that level of time commitment where it's like, I have to put in a certain amount of time. And I was kind of talking to Ben about this. You know, it's like the long con where like if you, if, if, if a, you know, a con man, a heist guy, steal, you know, he takes, you give him $10, you know, it's, it's, you're much more willing to give him more money rather than try to, you know, just stop, stop giving him money. So, that, you know, the That's same point. concept applies with an MMO. It's like, well, I've already spent a year playing this game. I've got to keep playing because I've already spent a year and I've got this community here that relies on me and all these. I've got my, my 48 platoon mates and my, my outfit of, of over a thousand people. They all need me and they all need me to be in their, you know, in their life. So I have to keep playing this game. Is that, do you feel that pressure? Okay, that's a really, really good point. So the first thing I'll say is there is that to a small degree. Uh, however, the, the, the saving grace with Planetside 2 being an MMO FPS is that in addition to it being an MMO, which in World of Warcraft you have that sort of thing, you see that more. But because it's an FPS, it has that transactional element. But what I mean by that is when you play Call of Duty, you go in, you play, and you leave. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no like, obligation there. It's like no strings attached. You know, The morning after, where it's all kind of awkward, and you're like, hey, uh, do you want breakfast? Because got, i got to go to work now sort of deal. Mm-hmm. And Planetside 2, even though it's an MMO and it has that feel, because it's an FPS, you always have that action that action feeling. So you make a base and you're dueling someone, or not dueling, you're battling <laughs> someone, you're trying to shoot them in the head. <laughs> you're just not like Challenge doing a duel. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you get yeah. the, the satisfaction of getting to kill somebody on the spot yes. or take a base and so you're, that, that the dopamine is delivered in that moment and you mm-hmm. can that's that's enjoyable enough that you don't yes. are you saying you don't need the community structure there or are you Correct. saying that you don't feel the obligation to it because you could leave that community or that outfit of a thousand people like you Shane could leave and nobody would notice and you would get to keep on getting what you want out of the game which is the 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 you know the the taking the base and and killing somebody Absolutely that's you just wrapped up what I was trying to say uh, both of those things you can leave at any time and some people may notice and they may heckle you a bit and say you know hey uh, you know, why'd you leave that sort of thing but, but other than that yes at any time you can stop and any time you can log out it's not like you have to take a base or you have to kill 30 people before you do that right. it's really it's all up to you 
just like uh, just like in Call of Duty, you can stop your game at any time and then be done. But because it's an FPS and you don't have to commit like you would in may say World of Warcraft to fight that boss, it, it has that transactional element that no strings attached. It still <clears throat> retains that. And the difference is instead of, you know, fighting in a thirty two V thirty two match, you know, you're in a platoon of forty eight people battling on the front line with 500 people. Mm-hmm. It's just the scale is different. The number yeah. is different, and that's really it. And I, is that your fucking cat in the background playing Probably. gymnastics? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Pip right there. It's like, I see this black little she, devil in the back. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> she's, she's, she's eating some grass right now. Got some cat grass that's back cool. there for her. So, so yes, there, there is that to a degree. Which, <laughs> so, you're, are you that. saying, like, um, I don't know, that... Planet Side Two or any MMO FPS does it not have like raid? Does it not have like like larger scale activities that require two to three hours of time and your forty eight man aspect, platoon to do something? Because only if you want to. And the example I give is say the Devil Dogs. I'm currently in the outfit called the Six 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 Devil Dogs. Is and that based on like, like Metal said, Gear kind of right? No. no, it's based off the Marine Corps. Okay, because I know I thought that was a never mind. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in a, an outfit, and every Saturday we have what's called op night or op day. And pretty much starting from 12 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard on Saturday, we all get together and we decide to assault and molest a continent with our, you know, as many players as we can. Sometimes we get 10 platoons of 48 people, sometimes we get two. It all depends. And you can commit to that for as long as you can. For as long as you want to, and sometimes it can take four, five, six hours to to dominate a continent if we get to, because we have to take that from two different factions. What so faction that's kind are you of, a part of? I'm part of New Conglomerate, which is Freedom for Life. What are the other ones? The other ones are the Terran Republic, which is kind of like your militaristic, authoritative, more uh, dictatorship type. They're very well organized. And then you have Vanu Sovereignty, which are kind of like your technological cults. They, they, live to, uh, they live for technology. The whole idea behind Vanu is that technology will unlock your destiny, sort of deep. So they're very cultish, and they're all about for the greater good. Are so they each, are the people like that? Like you said, the cultures of each, of each outfit are different, or each, are, are the cultures of each platoon different as well? Yes, they're they're different, but it's not like if you're Vanu, then you're probably a cult a demon, uh, like a Satan worshiper. It's not really like that, but it does attract a certain type of person. Like for instance, in in New Conglomerate, it's not uncommon for people to do all chat and start yelling freedom, that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's not uncommon because in so they're kind C, of role playing a little bit. Uh sort of, but more like it it attracts a person who wants to be independent. You'll typically find that person in New Conglomerate because that's the sort of style of play. Whereas in Terran Republic, you'll probably find someone who's a bit more teamwork-oriented, more regimented, and wants to follow orders. It's not that they're role-playing. It's that the type of person is drawn to that sort of faction. And, and that's kind of the way the game is meant to be played. That's blowing my mind. 
Like I had no but, idea. Like that. So there's actually different types of people that are like that like appeal to these different groups. And so, like, what? How how do you describe yourself? And why are you a member of that faction? I'm a bit more independent, and I'm a bit more freedom loving. Kind of how you said in some of your your previous podcasts. I I I challenge the status quo, and it's not totally that thing and if it doesn't make sense and I can see a way then generally I want to improve the process so I don't accept it and that's not a very that's not a TR a Terran Republic way of looking at things it's not a Vanity Sovereignty way of looking at things but it is a new conglomerate way of looking at things so ultimately I chose NC because you know freedom for life man so you actually that's and you're using the words to describe a way of thinking which is just incredibly interesting to me which is how these factions are built, because there's a whole lore behind it, which isn't fully integrated into the game, which is a little unfortunate, because I feel like if they were to integrate the lore behind Planetside into the game, it could start creating that brand that all these other, avid, uh, all these other game titles are known for. Warhammer, Star Wars, Harry Potter, all that. And yet you have they people, have like everybody else says, I've always heard the phrase players or content in an MMO. Mm-hmm. And you have people in Planetside 2 that are embodying those values. Like when I played, in the, I know we're using Destiny as an example probably too often just because it's not no, it's all good. representative of what you're saying. But I, I like to role play. Like I used to play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons like back, you know, back in the day in like theater camp and stuff. And <clears throat> I really enjoyed the idea of role playing, right? Um, and so in, in Destiny there's a, a group called the New Monarchy and I used to kind of pretend and, and act as a new monarchy person would, or at least what I envisioned them to act like. Um, and, and it's just incredible that you have that going in Planet Side 2, and it's not being, I don't know about, you know what I mean? It's not a meme. It's not something that's yeah. just widely known by the internet as, oh, well, that's this way of thinking or this way of thinking, or that's, I don't know, just using it as a descriptive term to me seems as if it could kind of gain, gain some level of cultural acceptance by just kind of introducing the yes. lore and- of the world. If there was any game title that I thought <coughs> would explode and kind of mold the MMO FPS, it would have been Planetside. Because it's not so niche like World of Warcraft is or like Eve is where you have to really know about the game and the game lore in order to be effective. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm a level 70 druid and I know that that's going to, I don't, I don't fucking know, create my spirit bear to battle the, the evil Magda Lord... You know, I don't have to know that in Planetside 2. I have a gun, and I know that I can headshot this dude. I know what a sniper rifle is. It, it is an FPS first, a first-person shooter first, and an MMO second, which is why I would have thought that it would have gained widespread accept- acceptance. But it kind of hasn't. <clears throat> and I think it's because of the brand, the, the branding of it all. Mm-hmm. Versus Eternal Crusade, which... If you know anything about people with Eternal Crusade, they love role-playing. That's something I, I haven't experienced before. And Planetside 2, those people kind of get made fun of if you mm-hmm. try and role-play. Because it, it's very much an FPS. And, you know, those sort of people don't survive in FPSs. Yeah, it's like the, the, Unreal, the people that used to love playing Unreal Tournament, plus, plus some nerds who like to role-play. And the Unreal Tournament kids are like the cool jocks they make fun of. Us nerds, <laughs> yeah. you fucking jocks. Yeah. Now I'm starting to project. I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, Eternal Crusade, however, <laughs> I'm starting to see, even in 
even in the matches, you can, you can start to see a little role-playing. People yell, for the Emperor all the time. People call each other heretics. If you're a space marine and you see someone starting to uh, talk about chaos, then you get called a heretic. So that, that's kind of an interesting development. I have yet to see how it will affect the genre. But it's starting to, in uh, Internal Crusade, it's starting to seem like it's an MMO first and a first-person shooter second. And that's a very interesting development to me because that, that's, a, that's almost a new way of looking at the MMO FPS. Even though the, like they've developed this matchmaking component first, you've, you've said, you know, I guess, because you know, Warhammer itself as a universe is already a thing and it's yes. already kind of got this lore behind it. It already is a massively multiplayer online world in other instances, no? Like, isn't Warhammer a, a game in other purviews that are not the MMO FPS, right? Like, there's other Warhammer games. Yeah. I uh, the only... Well, there's Dawn of War, which was a real-time strategy game. Okay. And they had... That, 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 that's pretty much what Dawn of War is known as in the gaming world. Now, they tried to do a... An MMO, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was a, it was almost like a a WoW sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It it lasts for a little while, like Age of Reckoning or something like that. Uh, Why? I have a question for you that just popped into my head that I need to ask you. Mm-hmm. Why does Planet Side 2's DLC have bad reviews on Steam? DLC, like it's like thirty dollars uh, or something. Yeah, it's like thirty dollars to get like guns and stuff and. It's got like really bad oh. reviews on Steam, and people said that the developers won't respond to them because they're not getting their gun packs and like things that they've purchased, and they're they're upset about it. What, what honestly, what's going on? I'm not really sure what what that's referring to because the the game itself operates on a microtransaction basis, kind of like Dota 2 does. Right. And uh, nah, that's probably a bad example. Uh, well, you you buy your game, you buy your stuff in game. Right. So I'm not really sure yeah, what sort of reviews. Because I want to know. You now, might. Does, does that make it like a pay-to-win kind of thing? Like, do your uh, do your guns that you can buy microtransaction-wise, like, are those better than like guns that you would get just being in the game? No, you can all the game the guns that you can buy mm-hmm. in the game you can earn via certification points. Okay. The only difference is, is if you pay money, you can get those certification points faster. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. There's um, so that's, Planet Side 2 so, Essential Pack for 30 bucks. Uh, starter Pack of Weapons and Camos. Uh, NS44 Commissioner, NS7 PDW, NS Annihilator, NS Baron G5, and then four camos. Indian, okay. or Indar Radar Rock, Indar Rock, Amrish Leaf, Eshmar Snow, and Hosen Swamp. Man, I don't know if I just awesome. butchered those. <laughs> awesome. yeah, it's okay. So then what you're talking about is very Steam specific because okay. those aren't offered outside the game website. You have gotcha. to go in the game and go in the in-store game and purchase them that way. So it's probably so very it's Steam's Steam fault and we should all blame well, Gaben. It might be the developer's fault. The developer probably isn't too used to dealing with Steam and they're kind of they've been going through some cutbacks. Right. Cutbacks. Because the game hasn't been improving the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their customer service has taken a hit. And in you know, most corporate entities, when you start downsizing, customer service is one of the first things on the chopping block. So it's kind of understandable that they have a big backlog. Yeah. 
Are you, so do you play any of the of, of Daybreak's other games, or is this it? I play. I do play H one Z one, and to me that was it was fun. It was a fun distraction, and it's not something that I would probably play long term as of right now. Yeah. But yes, I I have played some of their other games. So you you mentioned Halo, as you know, the Halo. Maybe you don't know Halo Championships coming up this weekend. So for anybody, and including yourself, Shane, that's listening, it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, it's going to it's the largest prize pool ever for consoles. Um, so I think we're going to see ho- hopefully a step forward for that yeah. <laughs> that crowd of people yeah. uh, who care about the console <laughs> FPS. Do you think that an MMO FPS on console would do well? Um, and this is maybe leading into the next kind of the, the, <laughs> the, 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 that game I mentioned to you, Huxley, which I know not many people probably know about. I, as a kid. I saw this game revealed and like actually pooped my pants and then the it never came out um, and I was really really upset but the most exciting thing about that game for me was that it was going to be this MMO FPS on console um, and, and for somebody who like all like I have a PC and I like to play PC games um, I, I will do it I'm happy to do it but all of my friends have an Xbox and so I can't play with all of my friends on PC like my actual friends in real life Mm-hmm. And would love to play with them on console, but there's no MMO FPS for me to play uh, with, with any of. I those. have good news for you. <gasps> Planside Two released a console version. Really? They it's, did. It's PlayStation exclusive, though, isn't it? Uh, I really don't know. I th- I think so. Oh, it's yeah. Sony Online Entertainment. That's probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's PlayStation exclusive. I I remember actually when when it launched, um, and came out on PlayStation. So. That was the okay. problem with the chain. The community could have been huge if it was on Xbox. That's where all the first-person uh, shooter players are. Yeah. Well, that that might have been a strategic decision by Sony. I'm not sure. Well, it's, I mean, they they own they own Sony Online Entertainment and Daybreak. I'm pretty sure they're gonna like. Well, do Daybreak's if... now Daybreak's owned by I can't remember the the company, but it's an investment firm okay. which isn't associated with Sony. So they broke up. Yes, they did. Are you happy about that? I think it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm indifferent towards it because I what I care about is the game itself mm-hmm. and whoever owns the game I just want them to care about it as much as we do. So, and do you do you feel like they're doing a good job right now? Hmm? You feel like they're doing a good job right now? I feel like they're doing the best they can. Yeah. Because they're experiencing a lot of they've inherited a lot of issues that is inherent to the Planetside Two title, which is lack of awareness. The most of the gamers in the world don't know what Planetside 2 is. Right. So their market share is very small. And and that is they've been battling that. That's been an uphill battle for them forever. And so you try to do your best, best to market it because you would only benefit from their success, but it's probably hard for anybody to, to get the word out. You know, it's the, like yeah. Right. There's so many video games nowadays, like it's just yes. all white noise, right? Which I, I was hoping the the Guinness World Record that we garnered last year was. Yeah, let's going talk about that. Can you tell me that story? Give, give us the, the story. Guinness Book of World Record holder Shane. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it was a collaboration between ourselves and at the time Sony Online Entertainment. I don't even remember how the conversation started, except to say that my intention when I founded Planetside Battles with Dotsor and Alleluia was my intention was always to do a thousand versus a thousand battle. That's still my goal today. A thousand players versus a thousand players. That'd be so it kind of it kind of made sense that as we progressed from forty eight v forty eight to one hundred twenty eight to two hundred and forty, that we would keep going if we could. 
And at some point, it's important to know that Plainsight probably breaks that record every single day very handily because even yesterday, a couple thousand players were online, which, again, breaks the record, but it wasn't done in an official capacity. So then we thought, well, we're already putting the matches together. How about we try and break the record? And it was just a matter of inviting Guinness World Records to the, the what is now Daybreak's servers to verify that there is over a thousand players battling in one of our our regular batters, battles. Like so, this was just like because like I found some press on this, and this was you know talked about as a thing. But so you're saying that this is something that happens all the time, and yes, it they just happened that you called them and contacted them, and they were there for it. Is is there a limit of because I read I was reading there's a, it says is there is there a limit of twelve hundred for the servers now is that the way it stands for Planet Side right now? Planet I don't I don't believe so. It, if so, it's a self imposed limit. They could go higher if they want to. In fact, they have, mm-hmm. and and for whatever reason they may have limited down. They probably I'm sure there's a reason for it. Probably just server but, cost, right? Maybe it, it might be that, or maybe they have some sort of development plan that they would need to. Limit it down. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure. I'm really speculating at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's so. Tell us. So you you contacted the Guinness Book of World Records. Or was this a specific branch for video games, or is it just like? Are you talking Mr. Guinness? I, I think. Well, Sony Online was the one who liaised with okay. Guinness because they owned the game, and were the ones who, excuse me, were the ones who worked with, with the player base in order to bring the 1,120 players that arrived. <clears throat> it was so we 28, not engine. 58. Every article I read said 58, Shane, so they're all lying. Oh, then no, you're no, right. No, it's no, no, they're lying. You're right. <laughs> My bad. No, it's not. I'm, I'm saying they're all liars. I'm saying you're right. I, this is <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. that. Your faith in me is, is very rewarding. It's unwavering. I want to be clear about that. <laughs> so uh, we mainly dealt with the player base and to a smaller extent, with the developer in order to make sure that all the resources we had were made available to us. And Sony Online was the one who liaised with Guinness. I talked a little bit with their writer to Mm -hmm. make sure that the article was accurate and talked a little bit with their their representative to kind of coordinate when we would start the match and when we would end it. Which for us... Did you the get a Guinness bunch of traffic? Like, did, did Planetside 2 grow because of that publicity stunt? It got a spike, but it, it wasn't a sustained spike. Right. And that was very unfortunate. But at least, A, we, we broke a, a record that we break every day. Mm-hmm. And, and B, we were able to at least tell one more person about Planetside 2 who didn't know about it before. And to me, that was a success because we were going to do the match anyways. Right. It just took a little bit of extra effort, and it's probably a good thing well, anyway. It, t- it took a yeah. shitload of extra effort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm minimalizing it to make you, uh, make you just sit back and be like, yeah. It seemed crazy. like a badass is what we're trying to do here. <laughs> Except hey, look, it. I, I was a small, a small wheel in that very, very large engine. If you go to the monument page that we created at PlanetsideBattles.com, mm-hmm. you will see all the people who made that happen. Check it out. And it is a huge list. It's really cool. I mean, it took a long time. You to love compile. your community, then, right? Like that's that's the core of this. It seems is that you you've got a lot of passion for not just Planetside 2's community, but just the community of 
people that, that are sitting at their computers and need a connection to somebody else. It seems like you really, really value that. I absolutely value that because that is where your, your value, your connections, your fun is created. You don't just go to Battlefield and you're fucking by yourself challenging 48 other NPCs. No, you're fighting with someone else beside you who's got your back. And in some cases, you want to say, hey, let's team up and try and beat the enemy. It, it's all about the community. Plan Side 2 survives because, it's, because of its community. So does Halo. So does Vainglory. Mm -hmm. mm. All of these communities make the game. They so, take it from this idea and they transform it into a success. Who are the community members that we should be on the lookout for in Planet Side 2 or in general in this MMOFPS space? Like, are there people that are streaming that, that we should look out for on Twitch or YouTubers or uh, commentators, developers, organizers? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, everybody go, go to planetsidebattles.com and, and go support Shane. Uh, go check out the, uh, I think, you know, what the, the, you said it's the Monuments page? That's, that's, that's right. It's worth, called worth the... Time. When you go to Planetside Battles and you go to Server Smash, you'll see World Record Attempt. Mm -hmm. If you click that, then you'll see all the details. Uh, how Not many just people attempt. were killed? Achieve. Were <laughs> yes, an achievement. We have our nice little placard with, with the director smiling, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, your question, though, which was, I just ran, this ran away from me. What was the your question? Oh, who who to be on the yeah, lookout? Yeah, like who for? who who should I know about or like if I want to follow more of this? Like if I want to go on Twitch and follow a streamer or a personality, do you have any suggestions for me? I absolutely have some suggestions for you. And this this list is a very very small compared to how the content that's available to you, but for instance, Rel. Rel is a very prominent figure within Planetside 2 community because of his uh, he's almost like you guys, Bowman Shoda. He he has videos on thoughts on better gaming, videos on how Planetside could be improved versus a, an idea or a weapon modification. So Rel is one. Another one, uh, just a main streamer. Uh, his name is Sardus, S-A-R-D-U-S, and he is the leader of TRG, which is Terran Rep... Uh, shoot, I forgot the name of it right now. Terran Republic uh, Gamers. <laughs> That's yes, what I was going for. It might, no, no, the Revolutionary Guard. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And they're they're a Terran Republic outfit, and they are a blast to play with. I love fighting against them. I love fighting with them. A redolent bastard. He is a Vanu Sovereignty player. He's a he's actually one of the people who put together many of our production videos. Does that professionally? Let's see. There's Sakura, or Sakura Gore. And, uh, man, there's, there's so many people to look at, but I would start with Sardis. Okay. He streams all the time. And Redlent Bastard, he streams as well. Uh, let's see. So if you want to get into it, go to them. And, and mm -hmm. can I, like, are they friendly? If I go in their chat, can I say, hi, I'm new to MMOFPSs. Can you teach me about what's going on here? Like, will, they, will I gain a friendly response or will they tell me to go fuck myself? They probably won't tell you to go fuck yourself, nice. especially Sardis. Good. Uh, Sardis, I would say he is so engrossed in his game that he might not even notice because he's a heavy assault player. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a class in Planetside 2 which is all about the first-person shooter. You, you are, you have the heaviest gun on you, and your whole job is to kill. 
that is just your job. So he may be more focused on you know, destroying and molesting the person in front of him. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, he he would be an extremely fun character to talk with. Redlint, uh, he does a he kind of plays all around, and I'm sure if you were to talk to him, he would have no problem. He's a very friendly person as well. Uh, dang, I wish I had all these people just pop up in my mind normally. Well, it's hard. That's, uh, this is actually, yeah, I'm, I'm asking you to do something very difficult. So it's, yeah, <laughs> thank you for coming up with anything. It's all good. <laughs> no, it, it's super cool, though, to see like these people that are your personalities within the game be so like ingrained in uh, like the growth of the community, I guess, because you don't see that a lot in, yes. in other games. Um I mean, like, the, the big-name streamers and such, like, when you see, like, Crip and stuff like that, like, Crip doesn't have, like, a huge impact on, like, the Hearthstone community itself. Or, like, you see people like Lyric playing a game like H1Z1 or something like that, and he doesn't have, like, uh, an impact on the community itself. Whereas with your streamers, like, your big-name streamers within the game, like, uh, was it, you said, uh, Sardis, Sardis, is that what his name? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sardis, like he he does like your production videos and things like that for the game, like professionally. Like that's oh, that's redolent. Oh, redolent. Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's 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 really cool. Like you, you don't see that happening within other within other titles, and that, that's really awesome. Yeah, uh, another one is Scourge of the Server, and he is a brilliant first person. I mean, he's probably one of he's still on like the top ten, and he hasn't played in a few weeks. Uh, so he's you, you, you a Vanu Sovereign. on these guys too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, more like it, more like you. I fight these people. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not just that I see them on the stream. I literally come up against them in my platoon versus their platoon. We hit it off. I see their name, so you know I'm I'm gonna teabag them as soon as I shoot them down. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Naturally, but it's a very friendly camaraderie. Right. Like our rivalry is strictly fun. Because I'm friends with these people, I talk to these people. They're, I mean, even though when it's game time, yeah, we're gonna kill the shit out of each other. But <laughs> as soon yeah. as soon yeah. as we're done, but it's like, in good fun. It's like, hey, is what it is. Yeah, man, how how you doing? And you know, things going well? I, f- I play I play with TRG Gaming, and I love playing with them. Even though I'm an NC player by heart, and I'm not gonna take it easy on them whenever I see them in game. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's a it's a fun rivalry that just. It, all it does is grow our community. It sounds a lot like awesome. why people like League of Legends at the high level, like in Challenger, mm-hmm. because you're seeing the same professional players or high level players face off of, against each other. Yeah. And then, you know, like they, a lot of people want to get to that lever, level so that they can be mm-hmm. on stream with these other guys. You know what I mean? It's like this, like this, this level of fame. And I think it just, it seems like Planetside 2 and the MMOFPS genre as a whole is is at the grassroots level. And, and you're, sent, you're, you're speaking about it where you're like, well, it's the brand, it may be this, it may be that. In in just my humble humble opinion, I think it's just not there yet, and it will be soon. Like you're you're you can see that the trajectory is it's 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 going, and and you have the things that you need that that League of Legends and and esports as as a concept, or Call of Duty or whatever had years ago. And I think you're you're just building that that grassroots foundation that will eventually power some other. I, I imagine it might be some other game. Like you're you're alluding to Warcraft, Warhammer, or something else in the future. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sold on the that. genre. Yeah. So, we we polled. Well, I posted in Warhammer, in the Warhammer forum, and I asked them. I said I'm from Planetside Battles. I love this game just like I love Planetside Two. And would you be interested in us creating a sister organization and 
and kind of bringing those matches, those large-scale matches, to the community, the response was overwhelmingly yes. So yeah, I saw, I saw that poll. It was like, yes, Emperor or something like that, right? Like Yes, they used the, for the Emperor. Yeah. And, and it was I, I built it so that it kind of catered to each faction. That was cool. Yeah, that's so awesome. it, the response was overwhelming. And to me, that's a huge, huge sign that yeah. this is not going anywhere but up. What's it going to be called? And Do you know what the brand is going to be? Or like the sister site will be called? I, I thought of calling it Eternal Battles. Or Did you buy it? That, no, but I probably will. Or, I mean, I, if if we're going to promote it, I could just, I mean, I, maybe somebody will listen to this and find it. I don't know. Like you were saying before, the Guinness Book of World Records thing is like, well, if one more person knows about Planet Side 2, I'm doing somebody some good somewhere. So yeah. hopefully if there's I a sister site, go check it out. I haven't <laughs> built it yet, but, you know, to the point, we're probably going to end up doing that. Great. And it might be a whole new team. Uh, for Planet Side 2, they, they launched with an MLG partnership. I don't know if you know that. I didn't. I didn't know that they, either. And, MLG used to cover Planetside 2, and that partnership didn't flourish the way that it was intended, mainly because at the time, Planetside Battles wasn't around, and the competitive scene was much different then. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't like you could tune into a Dota match and see all your, your best players playing. It was It's harder to follow Planetside 2 as an eSport because you... You follow a team. You follow a huge team of players with a command structure. You don't follow Dende. Right. You don't follow Scourge. So I feel like that's also an obstacle for an MMO FPS being an eSport. Mm-hmm. There's so many people. But, but then again, NFL. To me, NFL is, is what MMO FPS will become. Yeah, you have it your stars, become, right? You have your Peyton Mannings, yes. but then you also have your your special teams. You know what I mean? Like, so exactly. may, maybe the MMOFPS gr- graduates to a point where you, you say, like, maybe use TSM as, as an example, since they're a pretty big gaming organization. Like, I'm on the TSM team for Planet Side 2, and I am on Platoon 7 out of 12 or whatever, and Platoon number one, the top four, maybe four people in that platoon or who the selected individuals get to go participate in this kind of smaller scale thing but i am a fan of this team because i'm a part of this larger pyramid you know what i mean like there's yes. these guys at the top that are the professionals that are representing me and i'm a part of this whole group so i mean it, it's really similar like league of legends you know somebody's a, a fan of tsm but they're not on tsm but in planet side 2 you can actually be on the team and you're just kind of you know you're 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 a part of the triangle or a part of the wheel or whatever you want to say but there's the guys that are at the tippy 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 top that are representing you in these larger yes. tournaments or something and then when you see these these streams what you'll notice is in addition to the the first person player streams like sardis and scourge you have the outfit streams, mm-hmm. which is the TRG outfit, 666 Devil Dogs outfit, uh, Azure Twilight. They have their own broadcasts when they play together, and it's, it's exactly that. You see the tippy top, you see the command structure, the, the issuing of the orders, and all of that. And to me, that's, it's more of a fledgling thing. We're trying to, we're trying to scope it out and, and figure out how we can really make this an eSport yet not lose that that huge FPS MMO feel mm-hmm. that you get from planet side it, it's a it's a little bit of a struggle a little bit of a mind fuck but yeah but it it sounds like it's doable and i think it, it 
your first battle is going to be spectator experience and how do you divide that up and then what are you doing with the different players and how are they impacting each like that i i believe that this will be something very very large in the esports realm moving forward because as we all know esports is just a marketing branch of all of these different companies so once mm-hmm. one company says oh shit like we could make this an eSport and like try and they figure out a structure with how to do that and maybe maybe Warhammer is that because they have the money right like I think that's it surprises me I guess so it's Sony so they're not gonna be successful in MLG partnership you know we all know how MLG partnerships work out for everybody you know Nade shot poor guy he's anyway. back on Twitch <laughs> <laughs> did you guys yeah, just that, see that, they, they, they released Brisk Mate yeah, are you excited about that yeah. a little gaming uh, optic gaming plug no, I didn't see that. <laughs> Yeah, the the MMLG partnership, Planet Side 2 wasn't, it it didn't have the competitive atmosphere that it does now that it needed to have with the MLG partnership. I feel like if Planet Side Battles, or even if it wasn't us, just the the culture Mm -hmm. that exists now in Planet Side 2 was there when we had MLG, we would probably be talking, having a very different conversation right now. I would guess it would be be a Call of Duty, right? Like, it would be like a something else, a way, it would. People would be playing it professionally, probably. Yes, I, I have no doubt that we would have mo- many NFL-like teams that just, it, it would be mind-blowing to me. And I wouldn't even need to say anything because we'd already be a huge success. But I feel like that's where, that's the future of esports. Mm-hmm. Is we're talking MMOFPS is probably going to be the NFL of esports versus right now, which is something we don't really have. We have your we have your major league baseball. We have your tennis matches. I mean, that's between Dota, Counter Strike, all that. Well, yeah, I mean, we tennis. Have... Tennis is basically StarCraft. You've got yeah. golf, which is like speed running. You've got mm-hmm. um, the League of Legends, which is like basketball or Dota's basketball, right? Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Or hockey. I think both of those are very comparable. Um, but you're right. There's no there's no large scale game. There's no there's no large beyond five players there's yeah. nothing that's happening um and, and, and me, that's, i mean people love nfl <laughs> they watch the hell out that's of that the future <laughs> to me. and i want i want to do everything i can to further that because esports is something that have two eyes you can see that esports is going to be huge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether whatever whatever you want to call it the idea of online competitive gaming is not going anywhere no. it's only going to get stronger and I mean, with people, with 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 humans, as content in Planet Side Two, people that care, people that are there, in any any MMO FPS, that's the grassroots are what's going to allow for it to grow. Um, and I mean, if I you, so. if you, if you listener or any anybody else out there wants to get involved in a grassroots community, you can join us here on esportsmaybe.com. We are as grassroots as it gets. Um, but then also join Shane over on Planet Side Battles. Um, that it sounds like a really wonderful organization. I'm going to go sign up and. Uh, Hopefully that sister organization comes out because I'm I'm infinitely more interested in in Warhammer because now I know that I'll have <laughs> a chance to actually be at the beginning of it versus just come in at the tail end of something and be like, hey, I'm here, guys. Like, can you explain it all? Um, but yeah. I mean, like this, you, I, Shane. I think you maybe you could have a second career as a salesman because you've done a wonderful job on selling the MMO FES to us. <laughs> I am I am not cut out to be a salesman for sure. I'm I'm more <laughs> of that. I'm more of that strategic visionary. On that innovator mm-hmm. that says, "Hey, why don't we have this? And what can we do to make it happen?" I can't, I can't like convince you with a poet, a uh, poem. I'm definitely not Shakespeare, that's for sure. 
Well, you just Shakespeared my ass. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> to be or not. Is that Shakespeare? I think that, that is right. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. Points sure for me. Was. My English teacher would be so thrilled. Uh, <laughs> so thank you, Shane, so much. I, I try to keep, keep the show at least to an hour. I, we've gone a little bit over. I'm sorry, um, every listener everywhere. But since we had that little break in the middle, I figured you know it wouldn't, it wouldn't make anybody too angry uh, that we went a little bit over today. But if, if you want to learn more about the MMFPS, check out Planetside Battles. Um, like I said, mentioned before, go to esportsmaybe.com and um, go, go read the article there. There's some good examples of other MMOFPSs. And um, yeah, I don't know. We'll be here next week and it will be a we podcast will. again. They will. But Shane, thank you so, 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 so much. Um, this, like, I've been so oh, excited man. for this conversation because I, I didn't even know what to expect. You know what I mean? Like, this, uh, I really, this, really enjoyed it. Thank you both. Great. I, I can't thank you enough. I, this is a lot of fun. Dude, I love talking on, about man. this sort of stuff. It's, it's, <laughs> I can, it, the passion is clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like if, if any company is out there watching this and like the Warhammer company is like, hmm, we need a guy that's going to kind of like be our like community like, you know, <laughs> rep or something. I don't know. Like I, I think you would just be a wonderful um, – it seems like you're just a really great representative of the community. Uh, and thank you for kind of taking us – you know, kind of, we're beginners, so thank you for kind of bearing with us there and and um, absolutely bringing us. I mean, it, it's the, all about it's all about mutual win-win. Then I don't have to be who I am at your expense. I mean, it, it's not it's not like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. And for anyone who is looking, I want to let you know that one of the reasons why I can do this is because I I have a degree in business, so all of this stuff is business oriented and putting together proposals and all of that. So, yeah, if, if you want to do it, then, hey, I'm here. And a lot of people always ask that question. It's like, how do I get involved in video games? How do I get involved in esports? And there's all these different suggestions. Um, I think getting just a general business degree, never going to hurt. <laughs> never no, going to hurt it doesn't you. hurt. Because you can do anything you want with it. Yeah, everything's business, right? Like, what, what isn't business? Business is money. Uh, yeah. So... Props, Shane. Thank you so much. Um, it's very cool. You know, founder of Planet Side Battles and uh, Guinness Book of the World Guinness Book World Rec- Guinness Book of World Records. Is that how I say it? Yes. Ben, is that right? Yeah, yep. it's, uh, you got it. The I just said a stroke World Records. Yeah, you got it. Record yeah. for most players in an FPS match or something like that. It's it's That's it's awesome. just amazing. Um, awesome. So. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. This has been episode number eight of the Esports Review, where we explored the MMO FPS. Join us next week. I'm Patrick. This has been the best beard in the business, Ben. And thank you so much to our beautiful guest, Shane. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Everybody. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Patrick. Right. Thank you.